0: This episode of Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Get your free bonus Star Wars item with your first mystery box when you go to GeekFuel.com slash Star Wars Report. Coming up on Star Wars Tonight, it's the final episode before Rogue One, the Star Wars story, hits theaters. Our final thoughts start right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is Star Wars tonight. You're home. You're home. One final evening before uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars. <laughs> home. You're home, Chewie. Uh, <laughs> they're all gonna die. Let's do it right now. Good heavens, I can't believe we're here. It's the final episode of Star Wars tonight. Uh, before Rogue One, we uh, we have a we're going to be doing the fallout episodes as well. Unlike last year, well I'll kind of tell that story here, but we're going to have actually a little bit longer of an episode than normal. I'm Riley Blanton, the host of the podcast here. Glad that you've uh, tuned in one final time. I hope you're avoiding spoilers. Up your don't read if you're listening to this podcast, I know who you are. Don't read any reviews cuz you're going to go see the movie. Just go in with a as clean and fresh a mind as you can and enjoy it. That's that's the th- that's my thoughts at the top of the show. But I want to bring in our guest. Uh, he's a good friend of the program here. Uh, a big big uh, big to do- he saw big to over at the Trek FM. I don't know why I went into Gungan there. Uh, it's Matt Rushing, and of course the host of Aggressive Negotiations, the Star Wars podcast. I shouldn't forget to mention that. Matt, how's it going?
1: Ah, Misa doing great. (laughs) I'm so excited. We got a new prequel. Are you excited, Riley?
0: (laughs) That's true. You know, right now I could make a... <laughs> uh, right now, I could make the the. I could just do the cheap, obvious joke of "It's gonna be the first prequel we're excited about."
1: Woo! Oh, I actually, get it. I actually saw that online. Actually, I, I saw that go by on, I'm,
0: on my Twitter Get it? Because so. it's like the prequels, right? And they sucked. And since this is a prequel, <laughs> I get to say on Twitter, "Hey." It's the first prequel I'm going to like. Woohoo! Hey, George Lucas doesn't make a prequel, and look, it doesn't suck. Hey, there's characters here before the other one. Hey! Uh, I, don't, I don't know why this is suddenly like the, the I don't know. snarky Twitter <laughs> snarky so Twitter guy. I've
1: already seen it going by on my Twitter feed today. I, so it, it's not like it doesn't exist.
0: I feel like I should start the show with this. I deleted my Twitter app off my phone today. Uh, it was, uh, the time was 11 a.m. Riley, reluctantly, hands trembling, reached to his LG G5, pressed upon the white uh, bird upon the blue background, held it as he dragged the icon vibrating across the touch screen towards the delete button on Android, <laughs> and deleted it. I had to. I'm struggling, Matt. I'm struggling. I'm having a... I'm, I'll tell you what, Matt. It's hot time. Hot times here at oh, the no, Star Wars Riley. tonight. God.
1: Riley, tell me, how does that make you feel? Oh, God. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I'm I'm struggling uh, for a couple reasons. I'm struggling because today at noon, all of the um, review uh, embargoes were lifted.
1: Yes. Uh, In fact, I saw it go by on my Twitter, and they were like, Four million tweets that all loaded up, telling me uh, that I should click on them because they had the spoiler-free review spoil- of Rogue One. I was like, "Spoiler-free, my butt!"
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, because uh, and and you know what? Butts were given because there were spoilers. I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't even know Can what that, be- that means, Riley. <laughs> I, well, I, uh, well, never mind. I won't. Have, well, let's not detail it. Uh, let's not detail the process. No, seriously. Like, I don't. There. It's not that. I found myself, I'm in a weird place because we're not live tonight. Um, and I'm kind of more comfortable with that, with the fact that we aren't, because I'm feeling um, uh, kind of weird. And I remember because in with what happened last year with The Force Awakens, um, we started our road trip uh, what would have been uh, tonight. Like, this time last year, Steve Glosson hey, arrived at our house, we hung out, stayed overnight, and then left super early Wednesday morning Drove out to Austin, Texas. I was off social media for the most part. The entire road trip, we were just talking, having a good time. Went out to Austin, saw the film, and like it it, it was a weird... There were so many weird parts of the elements. I was spoiled in the hours before I saw the film there were words, weird circumstances leading up to the film i was just kind of in stunned silence after the film i didn't really know what to think i had never really experienced anything like that like seeing a brand new star wars film for the first time since i'd really really gotten into star wars and so i found myself it was like a full week before we did our uh review podcast for the for, for the uh for star wars report and uh, and it took me a full week in like seeing it 3 or 4 times before i felt comfortable with my impressions of the film to really communicate them clearly i don't think that's going to be as much the case with this film in fact i was feeling all gung-ho about it matt i was like you know what i'm feeling great i know what's going on we know what's what i'm starting star wars tonight early we're getting all these great guests we're gonna leave it we're gonna buy into the hype train and then like once this the um the premiere happened and then the press screenings happened and i was getting like i was getting the notes of like oh, it was really good. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to know that. I don't know why I don't want to know that it was good, but I don't want to know that it was good. I want to know for myself whether I thought it was good because if I don't think it's good, am I bad? Or am well, I bad, I am I, I good laugh, that I didn't I, think I it was good? I
1: so, I mean, if you uh, don't like it, I mean, I don't, I mean are you going to I say, say it's George thought it was great. no Star Wars,
0: because <laughs> I liked it.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 so I'm in a weird spot. Where are you? Matt, Matt, where are you in the final hours here? That's
1: a great, I, God, I'm glad you asked that question, Riley, because... I was actually in the same position last year with the Force Awakens. You yeah, know, I I didn't know what to expect, and I I think that there was a different expectation with Episode Seven because we're continuing the saga, and you know as far as I knew, the end of the saga was going to be Episode Three. Yep, and we knew the end, and you know when you continue something on, you you bring a story forward honestly the only thing you can do I, I think for the most part is you can screw it up or it'll be just the same like it'll it, but I don't know if you can usually make it better all the time and so I was so worried they're gonna they're they're just gonna destroy Star Wars and then I saw The Force Awakens for the first time Yep. and I was like you I was just this stunned silence because yep. I didn't really like it and I was like oh crap I don't really like a Star Wars movie <gasps> Yeah. What has happened? <laughs> and then, you know, I saw it again and again, and I and I talked with a bunch of people. I talked with my good friend John Mills. I talked with you guys and Bruce and talked to my good friend Nick. In fact, I went and saw him in San Francisco, and we spent, like, a whole weekend talking about Star Wars. Nice. Weekends. We went to Rancho Obi-Wan, you know, so it was, like, right in the middle of Star Wars Mecca. Uh, got to see ILM and stuff, and... Uh, I, I, I became more comfortable with it, but I also landed in a camp where Star Wars The Force Awakens was good, but it was never going to be great for me. I just There were some things about it that I just didn't love, but there was something about this film. The second trailer came out, and my first reaction was like, oh, I don't know. This kind of seems like the Hunger Games with Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Something changed, and maybe it's because I realized that they put Saul Guerrero in the film,
0: uh-huh.
1: and for me, that as a Clone Wars fan, something opened up to me, and then I just started listening to Gareth Edwards talk about how he felt about Star Wars and what he loved about Star Wars, and he he loves all of it, you know, and he really cares about all of us. And I think that that has come across in everything else I've seen about Rogue One. And what makes me comfortable about it is that I feel like this movie is very much in the vein of everything that George Lucas and Star Wars had created. Uh, Whether it was the original trilogy, prequels, Clone Wars, uh, it it felt like it fit right in, but at the same time was going to do something we hadn't seen before, which was let's make a Star Wars movie that is – a war movie, you know, that feels like Band of Brothers, Band of Beings. Yeah, and that super excited me, and that's where I am now. So uh, there, uh, there is this thing though. I don't, I don't want to know. So I haven't read any reviews or anything like that. Yeah, nice. I don't want to know. I Thank you. Experience it for myself.
0: I don't. I, I I feel less alone now. Um, because yeah, I I think it a a large part of it is just like um. I you know in in some ways it it's just the nature of of the reality of of press screenings and premieres and stuff in the the global media age. I don't blame like I don't blame everybody on Twitter who's seen the movie for talking about the movie. Uh but it's my responsibility if I don't if I don't want that to be like the context in which I see the film right. that I have to kind of remove myself. So that's kind of what I've done. Uh and and I feel kind of odd about it but at the same time pretty good about it.
1: Well, and, but we do live in this age, and I think you're making a really valid point, really. We live in this age where social media has taken over how we experience films. And even before the movie comes out, I mean, let's just take, and, and whatever you thought about it, Batman v Superman came out this year. And the hype before that movie and what people were saying about it before it came out, kind of awful. And I think that tainted everybody's experience with the film. And a lot of movies like have had that happen to us this year. And I think some people are just kind of getting tired of it. It's like, I want to experience a film when I go in by, I've seen a couple of trailers. I read what showtime I was going to go to. And that's pretty much it. But yeah, so many movies I was like, kind of go in and it's like, everything's been either ruined for us or the expectation is, Either this is the greatest movie ever made or it completely sucks and if you like it, you're an idiot. And I it's like I don't wanna feel that way. I'd wanna be able to enjoy film and make up my own mind about it and then talk to other people.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna pull up Rotten Tomatoes has like the the what the highest rated movies this year are and I think there might be something valid to it. There's there's this sort of bandwagon effect that I think taints the way we <laughs> watch movies um, this this year. Uh, well, really, recently in the last few years, and whether it's the the sort of uh, and I'll admit because I did I, I I had an entertaining time and I saw some editing and plot holes in Batman versus Superman and I saw superheroes fight and it was really cool. Like I didn't go in with, uh, but then again, I'm not like a 20 year long time Marvel Marvel or DC Comics fan that. Has as much invested in some of these characters, but that doesn't mean that I didn't just like go in and enjoy the movie. But honestly, I feel about the same. I came out of, you know, if I came out of um, Doctor Strange, I'd give it like a B. And if I, and coming out of uh, Batman versus Superman, I'd probably give it a B minus, maybe a C plus, like if I were just grading the movies. And, Mm -hmm. but however, if you were just to kind of see what the bandwagon. Blogosphere sphere slash uh, zeitgeist slash review slash social media
1: completely different
0: story you would both yeah those films you would think one was the star wars holiday special and the other was empire strikes back right you're like yes
1: <laughs> which is so funny because to i mean to me and this is just where opinion comes in but yeah Doctor Strange was probably the most formulaic of all the Marvel films I've seen so far. And and it put it squarely in the middle of 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 the rest of them for me in in a list of, you know, all 14 films. Whereas for me, Batman v Superman was completely unexpected and different. And I I loved it. So, you know, you're right. There is this thing where there's this whole bandwagon feel to everything that we do now and you either love it or you hate it. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for discussion. It's like everything is an extreme. You know, everything's not a billion degrees or absolute zero. That's that's not how opinion works. You know, it, it, it could be OK to be somewhere in between. And these days, it seems like on Rotten Tomatoes, at least in the reviews for the critics, a movie is either the worst thing you've ever seen or the best thing you've
0: ever seen. Well, and, and actually, I'm going to point to a post that I saw um, Bobby Roberts do uh, on Facebook earlier today before I deleted the app. Uh, <laughs> and that was, he was talking about the Rotten Tomatoes score, because right now, with all the reviews coming in, in fact, like, if I looked right now, I could probably tell you what the Rotten Tomatoes score of uh, right now that Rogue One has. I'm not going to look at it. Seriously, like, I don't want to know. Um, because here's how it works, is that Rotten Tomatoes, it's, it's literally an algorithm. It's not like, uh, it's not the end all be all. It's like the total number of critics that it thinks had a positive versus negative review, and it averages that out. That's as simple as Rotten Tomatoes is. Uh, Like, if you care about what movie critics say, which is a whole nother discussion. Then you can read the like the top critics and you can see what Peter Travers had to say right. or what. But you know what I wait for? I usually wait for seeing what uh, good friends of mine have to say because mm-hmm. there was I was yeah. in a phase of life where I hadn't seen like a Disney animated movie in in 15 years, a couple years ago. Uh, and I had just started back, I just started college. Um, I just started college back. I was maybe a year in and I just started ROTC. And I was a kind of a different phase of life, staying very busy, weren't going to movies that much anymore. And when I u when I went to movies in high school and stuff, it would always be action films, like every time. It'd be Marvel movies, it'd be that kind of stuff. I say all that to say I had no interest in Frozen when it first came out. Like I was like, I don't want to see a Disney musical about ice princesses. I'm sorry. Why is why is this a thing? And and like there and were you just let it go. <laughs> well that that's, that that's true. So true. <laughs> but no, actually, in all seriousness, like I um the like the it was it hit the Zeitgeist. It was all over Good Morning America and morning radio and trailers and posters and then it was breaking box office records. I didn't care about any of it. I went and saw it came out in like October, like the end of October ish. I didn't see that movie until like right before Christmas, after several personal friends of mine, including Teresa Delgado, by the way, uh said, no, you've got to see this movie. It's really well done. And that opened up a whole new world of filmmaking that I hadn't really been into for, for years. Wow, you're the really
1: l- going with the Disney references here because all I just want is seeing a whole new world now. <laughs>
0: yeah, I am. I am. It's becoming a problem. Uh, but no, I <laughs> so like I, I watched Disney movies growing up. I loved like the Pixar films I always enjoyed, but um I I, I wasn't thinking of that. And so it just sort of opened up like like they say, a whole new world. Uh, and I was, uh, and since then, like Big Hero Six, and now especially Moana has been like the single soundtrack that saved me during finals this year, right? I loved it. I loved it. And there was a way I was able to enjoy those films in the context of having been recommended to and having conversations about them. With friends uh, and by friends. so I think as we go into Rogue one, the, the point I'm trying to make here in a very kind of large, circular fashion, is I think it's extraordinarily important to be willing to uh, <sighs> here we go to be willing to let it go as as you watch, as you watch it for the first time, to, to not let any of the negative reactions bother you anyway to, uh, to build a film and go out and play, uh, with your friends, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, all, all my life, uh, I've been making the same mistake, uh, all, <laughs> and then suddenly I bumped into you. All right, I'm going to stop.
1: Well I just I feel like Riley what you're saying is, is so life.
0: good because
1: you are right. You'll never know how far you'll go <laughs> if you just let go and enjoy <laughs> things. So and it but that and it this seems so corny because I just used a bunch of lines from Disney songs, but it's absolutely true. You know, I love doing what we do with podcasting and talking to people and talking about films and getting opinions. And, and all that. But in the end, entertainment is meant to be enjoyed and experienced. And if you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine. It, it's not the end of the world. And we've kind of made it this thing like everything has to be the best thing ever. And sometimes that won't happen. And sometimes it will happen. And sometimes it'll just be in the middle. But yeah, what other people think of it shouldn't affect... If I loved it because there are plenty of movies that I love that other people don't, you know, and yep. and that's OK, because that's part of, you know, inter- uh, people's individual tastes and all that. Um, you know, it, there is a f- whole realm of criticism that that is good with films like talking about how it's made, the the structure of the story, that kind of stuff. But I think what happens a lot of times and I, I, I see this and it frustrates me just with the reviews that we get is the fact that it it doesn't seem like it's. Constructively critical, like if somebody doesn't like something, they're just like, oh, well, this didn't work or whatever, but they never tell you, OK, so this is what happened here. This is how I think it could have been better. It's like there's no real constructive criticism. And, and I think that's what's really frustrating. Because it's either like, oh, that kind of sucked or that was just the worst thing we've ever seen or, you know. But let's let's help each other out. You know, if you think a movie wasn't great, how could they have made it better, you know? And I think that's the frustrating thing because everybody is just trying to be as snarky as possible online because that's what gets clicks instead of actually being, you know constructive (laughs) about what a film was like. And I don't think this, I don't think this is going to happen with Rogue One at all. I think this movie is going to be fantastic, but I do think it's an important discussion, especially here at the end of 2016, where this has really come to fruition in the general culture of, of films and fans and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's one of the things I love about the Star Wars report and what I do on, on my own podcast is try to be as positive as possible. And then if there's something that we don't like, how could we make it better, you know?
0: Yeah, no. So, right now, uh, I'm looking at The Force Awakens on what it was in Rotten Tomatoes just because I was kind of curious. And even something like The Force Awakens, which almost kind of became defined, even in the mainstream media, as the film, like, the criticism of it being too similar to A New Hope. Like, it became, that criticism became remarkably mainstream, Uh, to where, like, buddies of mine that I talk to who don't follow Star Wars at all, and they don't read blog posts from io9 or movie web or something like that, but they were like, yeah, no, it was just, like, uh, the I I would hear people say things like, raise a Mary Sue, and it was just a copy of A New Hope, which is just lazy criticism. Like, there's so much more to it than that, and it's remarkable how, but however, as much as I say that, like, uh, audience score, 89%, uh, Critics score ninety two for The Force Awakens. So sometimes I think we like overplay what the actual criticism is, like how many people are actually critical of it. Because um, you know what, The Force Awakens was universally loved.
1: Yeah, no, and- you're you're absolutely right, and I think that's a really interesting thing because like just take we talked about it earlier, Batman v Superman, twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with the actual audience score is sixty four percent. Mm. Th- th- there's some kind of disconnect there sometimes with movies and I don't know what it is, but it does happen and again I think it's just really important
0: especially that. in genre films same thing with Batman versus yes. Superman yes 27 percent on 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 the critics score 64 yep. percent for the audience and like that's where I would put it like I said like C plus so I would put it slightly higher than the average audience member but even then that's like that's a decent score for Rotten Tomatoes that's kind of average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had the problem that I clicked on Rotten Tomatoes and I just saw what the Rogue One Rotten oh, Tomatoes score is. Riley, I know. I did it. I did it by accident, too. Let's <laughs> see. I can't even. Uh, I'm turning off the computer. You weren't even thinking about it. I'm you stopping, even thinking about I wasn't even it. talking oh. about Rogue One. Hard times! Hard, hard times! times in the- <laughs> I
1: listening. can't even go on Rotten Tomatoes without accidentally seeing it.
0: <laughs> I was surprised, actually. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I, you know, uh, I think I think this is the cool thing, though is that in in some ways i feel like there may have been some kind of backlash to some of that and and let's hope i mean i i think the thing is 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 this let's stop being hyperbolic about things you know like yeah just start stop using hyperbole yeah, when, you, because, when, like, when we talk about things because you know i don't feel like i think that's the thing that's ruining criticism is everything feels like hyperbole yeah. instead of actual constructive criticism
0: i wish that people like who communicated like that would literally just go jump in a hole and just know.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh that's God. exactly. You're, I mean, I love that you're making fun of it, but that's so true.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it, we like humans, not only in our films but in real lives. People, I mean, people love conflict. Like seriously, I don't know. It's kind
1: of, it's it's kind of like we're all in a massive star war against each other.
0: And- mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, Geek Fuel is sponsoring today's uh, podcast. Uh, Geek Fuel is a monthly mystery subscription box that you yourself can obtain. They ship out a mystery box each and every month containing five to seven unique geeky items, including things like t shirts, posters, and all kinds of really cool uh, knickknacks and doodads that you didn't even know existed. They surprise you every month. And here's what they're doing for Star Wars Tonight listeners they're giving you a free bonus item with your first. Box. Uh, make sure you go to geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report. They guarantee 50 bucks of value for just around $15 plus shipping and handling. Again, that's geekfuel.com/slash Star Wars Report. All right, folks, uh, you are listening to Star Wars Tonight, and we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Star Wars Tonight. Report. Why you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. I want to take a brief moment to tell you guys all about a very special um, a very special program that we have coming right up. Uh, right after Rogue uh, One is released. In fact, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering what the process is, what our reviews will be, the process... I can tell you this, we're actually going to do a reaction podcast episode the night of. So... That's going to be a thing. Uh, there's a couple things that I'm working on that I have in the works. I'm just going to talk about them as I do it. Sometimes this stuff doesn't work out the way you want, so I l- get a little nervous about talking about it. But you know what? Uh, screw it. I'm just Here's what we're going to try to do. Uh, the night of, we're going to be going to, of course, the Regal Atlantic Station with, of course, a final reminder, that Meehan's meetup, 5 p.m. at Meehan's right across uh, the street from Regal Atlantic Station. Uh, make sure you go to starwarsreport.com slash meetup and go join us. We've already got a pretty good crowd, so it's gonna be a good time. A lot of uh, a lot of different folks, uh, so it's gonna be uh, very interesting to see what everybody thinks of uh, the film. But uh, we're gonna do a reaction podcast. We're gonna be shooting a very special video blog of the edition, also known, and I believe, colloquially amongst the YouTube community, uh, the vlog. I'm a hipster. Yeah, I know the YouTuber talk. I think that's what they call it, right? No, we're do We're going to be shooting a vlog. In fact, um, uh, and uh, he uh, he actually helped us with a lot of our uh, DragonCon uh, coverage. Uh, but we have uh, Geo. Uh, you guys know. We, we, I think we posted a few pictures. He's, uh, he's an awesome, dude. But he's going to be, he's like uh, a professional amateur professional photographer, and he's going to be shooting photography at the meetup. He's going to be shooting all kinds of stuff at the theater. And he will also be, like, taping the full film and releasing it online. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to have pictures galore. We're going to be shooting a video of the meetup and our initial reactions. And we're going to record a a lightning-fast response podcast uh, the night of. Then, that's just the beginning, folks. Just the beginning, folks. Because then we're going to promptly go see it a bunch more times, as I'm sure all of you are. But save... The date, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all the way up to 11. And who am I kidding? Probably midnight. Uh, we're going to do the live Star Wars Report network wide reaction mega cast. Mega cast, mega cast. I feel like I need an effect. Uh, and we're going to be doing that uh, with a bunch of the uh, members of the network here at the Star Wars Report uh i've already bruce is going to be helping me out all night helping produce the show live as we do it i'm going to be cycling in a bunch of guests amazing folks i'm sure i'm sure matt rushing is uh, going to be there right matt he said springing it on him live on air i hope so yes all right all right uh we, i I, real, I should have texted you beforehand but i've literally been <laughs> ridiculously busy all day uh, but yeah, no. Actually, we're uh, Matt. Anyone who's been on Star Wars tonight, we're we're inviting them all. It's going to be a big posse of folks. There's a possibility we'll have Brian and Justin from the from Diamond Club TV, and uh, we're going to be having, uh, of course, Mark Carlman's going to be coming on for a segment. Carla Clare's uh, hopefully going to be on. Uh, Aaron Teresa, there's a bunch of people on the network that we're working on uh, getting, as well as a bunch of friends of the show, uh, including. Uh, I, I need to confirm the time with them, but Steel Saunders will hopefully be joining us. So all kinds of really cool folks. I'm still working on all of those invites we won't throughout be able this week. To talk
1: about the trilla. Trilla. Yeah, I mean, good. I was thinking he. It I doesn't mean, have gonna, the same. <laughs> have to
0: talk about the movie. <laughs> it it's, it doesn't have the same movie doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, just enough
1: the, the same. I
0: mean, you just say movie, movie and it's not the same. But it's gonna be even better. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so excited. Seriously, um, here's what you need to do uh, right now. I want you to go to Star Wars Report.com slash rogue reaction. Star Wars Report.com slash rogue reaction. When you go there, it redirects you directly to our Facebook event. And that's where you can keep up with the updates of who the guests are going to be, what time those guests are going to be on, uh, where you can see it live, which is going to be broadcast on diamondclub.tv. Uh, and so that's where you want to go to RSVP, get that reminder and find out. I'll be posting there as we confirm guests all this week. I'm working on booking, uh, the show. So make sure again, you go to starwarsreport.com slash rogue reaction. Uh, man, I hope you can make it, uh, Matt. It's going to be a great time. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I,
1: I'm, I, I I hope so too. Uh, Riley, I had a, a question for you that I was thinking about, um, and I thought that this might kind of be a fun way uh, to 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 wrap up tonight before absolutely. To and um, the question was this: You know, we've been talking all about Rogue One for weeks now, for months. Uh, been really excited about. It. I think ever since we we all saw the announcement there at Celebration, and those of us who weren't there were wondering what was it, what was yeah. that footage, and
0: uh, yeah. But
1: where do you think, uh, with all the excitement for the film? Where do you end up thinking that this film will probably end up
0: ranking for you? Well, if Rotten the, the Tomatoes hadn't spoiled, what's now. your
1: what's your <laughs> prediction?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good way to end it, man. That is a good one. We'll go around the proverbial table here. Um, I don't. I'm the last days of seeing. I I am such a contrarian. I have a hard time seeing this sort of universal bandwagony love that is so similar to The Force Awakens where I had a lot of the same problems with you. I think I landed liking it a little bit more than you did, Matt, but still I think a lot of the same concerns and the same mm-hmm. kind of uh, familiarities that were there throughout the film. So I, I guess what I'm saying is my expectations, I think by virtue of the fact that there's been such this monolithic positive response, it uh i had and I, I i'm i'm actually right now as you ask me this i'm kind of the expectations are down um i hope that's a good thing i hope that th- it then exceeds them for sure because uh, i i think i don't, I don't it kind of comes back full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show but it's it's when i see on twitter and i I didn't I was guilty of the snarky tweet. I did it. I'm sorry. I I was guilty of it. I hate it when people do this and I did it myself. It was too tempting. You know it. You think of a tweet and you think of how many favorites you're going to get and how clever you are and you're like, "Ooh, you got to do it." And you get this little like each time the little heart comes through on Twitter, you're like, "Ooh, that's co- ooh, you get like a tingle <laughs> in, in the back of your brain. And it, and that snarky tweet was, "Man, I really loved the I'll do the verbal version of it here. I really loved the the really subtle and nuanced um, reactions to the uh, Rogue One uh, premiere. Of course, I was saying this in the context of Kyle Newman and like literally every other person who was at the premiere going, Oh my God, it's the best movie ever! It's the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back! Guys, you've got to see it. You'll never see A New Hope the same way again. And I'm like, wait, the generationally defining a f- film that changed cinema for all of human history and you're saying it's better than that one i mean come on guys let's just you're how am i supposed to like I, I feel like i'm just going to go in and be all grumpy about it afterwards so right now as you ask me i'm in a weird place um i hope what that means is that i watch the film it exceeds my expectations and i enjoy it But I'm at the place right now, you know, 48 hours from seeing this movie. Actually, less. In fact, let's see. Yeah, we'll be wrapping up the movie 48 hours right now. I will have almost finished. We'll be, like, close to the credits. And as you ask me this question right now, Matt, I'm honestly, honestly thinking that it's going to be um, a fun ride, but I just don't see myself uh, jumping on the hype train. Uh, at, at like it is now. I hope I am. I hope I am, but just from watching every night, doing the show, seeing all the uh, publicity material, everything that I've loved so much, I just don't see it. And I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs> How about you? Where are you at right now for your uh yeah, final expectations? Uh, okay.
1: Uh, just as context for everybody, uh, my Star Wars list goes like this: Empire. Oh, this is a good one. Sith, Star Wars, Jedi, Menace. Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars movie. Oh, you're so, so. Cl-
0: you are so close to me. I'm yeah. literally barely removed. Really? Yeah. All right. So hear, I'll I'll just do mine real okay. quick, and then I want to hear I... yours
1: because now I'm really excited. Yeah. So
0: mine, so my absolute favorite Star Wars film is Empire Strikes Back. After that, it's A New Hope. Okay. After that, it's Revenge of the Sith, which is so it, Revenge of the Sith ekes out Jedi. Then it's Jedi, and I have all the original trilogy. And then the final two prequels are ranked. But you may be asking, where is the Force Awakens? That's always the quote. And it moved a lot, right, in the, like the months, and it's kind of settled down. And I I put Force Awakens ahead of Attack of the Clones and the Phantom Menace. Uh, well, so it goes Force Awakens, uh, Phantom Menace, Clones, uh, and then Clone Wars movie. If I'm if we're adding that because uh, it's technically I guess a theatrical release, but I don't really count it as a saga film, so. It's, uh, that's where it lands. So I'm almost, I literally, we invert that's, Revenge of yeah, the Sith and Jedi, awesome. right? I think that's the only difference.
1: Uh, we revert, uh, Sith and
0: Star Wars. Sith, yeah. Oh, Sith uh, and, and Star Wars. And then you have, um, Yeah, because Jedi's Waves down there above, for me. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Manus. But no, so th- that's my list. And, and, and where I'm thinking that, um, Rogue One is going to fit in, I'm thinking it's either going to be before S- A New Hope or after A New Hope.
0: And remind and, me again where A New Hope uh, is for you.
1: Yeah, A New Hope is so it's Empire, Sith, A New Hope.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: And so I think that it could eke out a place before New Hope, or it could be right after New Hope. I don't know if it'll overtake, you know, Sith or Empire Strikes Back for me. That's going to be really tough. That's a that's a tough call. But that's that's where my excitement level is for the movie, and where I, I think, and and mainly, it's just. I really like the spirit of Gareth Edwards. I mean, I think Gareth Edwards might yeah. be my spirit animal. And <laughs> uh, and I really think that yeah. he understands Star Wars in a way that few people have beyond George. And yep, the only yep. other person I think that might have been there in, in that camp at all is Dave Filoni. And so because of that, I think he's created a film that we've all in our hearts kind of wanted to see for a long time. Yeah. And I am so excited to be able to see this movie. And it's, you know, the fact that we're, you know, hours away is just yep. phenomenal.
0: We're, we're almost there, folks. Thanks so much for tuning into this kind of weird episode of Star Wars tonight. But it's been an absolute ride. I, w- I wouldn't rather have anyone else on, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on and, and tell folks where they can find aggressive negotiations and everything else you do.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm over there on the uh, Track network doing a few shows. Uh, the main ones you'll want to check out is probably just the the 602 Club everybody's going to enjoy. It's our general geek show, and we also have a special Star Wars feed just specifically for the Star Wars shows. You can find that at Star Wars 602 Club Collection. Both of those are on iTunes. Nice. And then, of course, uh, aggressive negotiations that I do with John Mills. It's just a blast. We're talking about... Just any random Star Wars topic that comes into our mind each week, and you can find that over on nerdparty.com or, of course, on iTunes.
0: Absolutely. Make sure you check both of those out. Again, remember, there's only uh, there, there are three items left, and that's all I'm going to say before we see Rogue One. The last thing I say on air is just a big thank you to our sponsor for this all of these episodes uh, who've really helped support this program uh, all throughout this season. Uh, it's Geek Fuel. Again, seriously, if you're uh, if you're interested in the product and you're thinking of presents for Star Wars fans, it's a great option. Make sure you go to geekfuel.com/starwarsreport. We really thank them for supporting us. Uh, number two, uh, just a huge, huge thank you to the people who, if it weren't for them, this show would not happen. Uh, and that's that's an absolute categorical truth. And that's of course uh, that's of course everyone who supports this programming at uh, Patreon. Uh, and make sure if you want to support this show, especially as we have one more week of shows after this uh, and you've enjoyed what you're hearing and when you want to kick a few uh, Republic credits our way, uh, we encourage you to do so. Go, go to uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report and that's where you can check out all the cool rewards we give uh, people who support us, including the bonus Friday show, which is tentatively scheduled, but it probably won't be actually this Friday because we'll still be watching the movie, but it'll certainly be coming the following week. And uh, and I just a big big thank you to everyone who supports us. You know, in fact, um, there there's so many things I want to I want to to bring up. Big, I just can't thank everybody enough who supports us. It, it means the world. Uh, and then, of course, finally, number three, make sure you go to starwarsreport.com slash rogue reaction. starwarsreport.com slash rogue reaction and come in, watch the live show as we give our full thoughts on the multi-hour live stream. Uh, That's all, folks. We'll see you next time for Star Wars Tonight when we will have seen Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. To Star Wars tonight. Remember the opinions expressed in this episode or not? <laughs> the opinions of Matt Rushing, the Star Wars Report, Disney, Lucasfilm, LucasArts, or, the <laughs> or Java the Hut. Remember also, there's one thing you should do this Thursday. And that's go watch a Star Wars movie those ladders in the air uh. until next time folks all right we're done